Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah! Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech, executive producer of social media here at the IQ. And I have a question for you today, listeners. And my question to you is simply this. Are you planning to start a YouTube channel in 2024? Maybe you just started already and you're still trying to figure out your way on how to navigate the beginnings of your YouTube journey. If you fall into any of those camps, this is the podcast episode for you. Today, I want to talk about starting out on YouTube in 2024. I just want to go over and highlight some things that you should be looking out for, some tips, tricks, and different things like that to get your channels off the ground. So, My first piece of advice for starting a YouTube channel in 2024 is research, research, and more research. Don't just go starting a channel, just start a channel because you want to do that. Figure out what you want to do, or at least have like a little bit of an idea of the subject area that you want to go into. Uh, Figure out the content that is already being done in that subject area so you don't go in there and try to repeat what's already been done. Identify some gaps in the market, meaning figure out some subjects, some topics that aren't being addressed in the areas that you are looking into, and then see if you can provide insight into those missing segments. The key about standing out on YouTube is being different, being uniquely you. I always joke, it's not really a joke, but I always say that it's called YouTube for a reason. It's about you. And what you provide, your value proposition, your personality, your opinion, your take on things, make it uniquely you. Do not come on to YouTube and try to copy your favorite creator because they're already doing it. Why would somebody go for a knockoff when they can go get the OG, the original? So this is why they research, 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 make sure that you are doing something or trying to do something that's already been done because that's boring. We've seen it already. Come in with something new. Come in with a fresh take, a fresh perspective, and I promise you it will go a lot better for your mental health and your YouTube channel. Now, this next one is not so important in the beginning, but eventually you will have to figure out, and that is you need to identify who your target audience is. Who are you trying to reach? And I'll give you a little tidbit. If you're trying to reach everybody, you will reach nobody. And I know that sounds strange, but it goes back to the one thing that we constantly harp on on vidIQ all the time. Find a lane, find a niche, find a subject area that you are passionate about, that you enjoy talking about, that you won't shut up about, something that you eat, drink, sleep. Breathe about, dream about, find that thing that drives you, that gets you out of bed in the morning and go make content about that.
Because chances are, if you feel that strongly about that subject matter, there's a bunch of people who feel the same way, and those are the people that you will attract. But you need to know what value you're going to bring to them. You need to know who you're trying to talk to before that audience will come and stick and subscribe to you. I make tech content. My tech content is for Apple enthusiasts, people that eat, sleep, breathe, drink Apple. And I know that because I have a bunch of Apple devices that I'm looking at right now and using as I record this podcast. And I love Apple and I prefer Apple products. So that is my target audience. So every video that I make on my channel is aimed towards Apple enthusiasts. And you have to think similarly if you're a content creator. What is a common denominator with your content that is going to draw a particular crowd to what you do on YouTube? The one thing that you don't want to do as a content creator is try to do the whole variety content thing. Like make a video about baking a cake one day and then make a video about going fishing the next day. And then maybe you're playing a game of chess the next day or whatever. And your content is all over the place. That simply does not work on YouTube in 2024. And I talk about this all the time when I'm on the live stream, but the whole idea of getting people to subscribe to your YouTube channel is the fact that they need to trust you. They need to build that relationship with you. And the way that they build that relationship with you is to become comfortable enough to be able to kind of predict what content you're going to upload on a day-to-day or upload-to-upload basis. That means your content has to have some type of theme, common denominator, something that people can expect, get comfortable with, get behind you with, so they can be comfortable enough to become a part of your audience, your community, and ultimately hit that subscribe button to your YouTube channel. So figure out your target audience. The next one, this is the most important thing for newer creators and something that I think a lot of you all tend to gloss over. You must, and I mean must, provide value. Viper, what do you mean? Before you hit upload or publish on that video, ask yourself, why would somebody not name whatever your name is? Why would somebody not you care about that video? What is in it for them? A lot of you all, you come on YouTube and you make what you want to make. You make content that that is uniquely you and that's fine, but it's all about you and what you want and what you need. But if you want to grow on YouTube, you have to go beyond yourself. You have to think beyond yourself. If you want people to sign up and subscribe to your YouTube channel, why should they do that? Why should they invest their time in you? They do that because you are going to provide value to them. You're going to give them something that they cannot get anywhere else, thus making yourself invaluable to them, thus making yourself somebody a destination for them on their YouTube uh, viewing journey, somebody that they have to stop at and look at your content because you are providing that value for them. This is so important when you're first starting out on YouTube because a lot of y'all try to believe that you can build a channel off of your personality, but I hate to be the bear of bad news, but when you're first starting on YouTube, nobody knows who you are and they don't care. What they care about is how can you make their life better? What value can you provide to them? What can you do for them? They don't care about what they can do for you. They care more about what you can do for them. Because, again, it goes back to what I just highlighted about building trust with you as the creator. 
trust creators is the most important thing that we have as it relates to building an audience, building a community of people that resonate with us and our, our ideals, our content, our ideology. If you can build that trust with a viewer, then you got them. But in order for them to trust you, you have to give them a reason to trust you. You have to give them some type of value. So you need to understand and figure out very early on in your YouTube career, what is your value proposition? Something that I like to say for my tech channel is I help people better understand and connect with the technology around them. That's my value proposition. When you watch my channel, I'm going to help you better understand and connect with your technology. So they come to my channel, they learn how to, to maneuver and connect with the technology that they have in their home and things like that. And that's something that they did not have before they landed on my channel, but my channel provided that for them. So that is what you have to figure out for your content. What is your value proposition? Why are they going to come back to your YouTube channel time and time again every time you hit publish on a new video? You need to figure this out very early on if you want to grow. Now, if you don't care about growing, and I don't know why you will be listening to this podcast if you don't care about growing, but I'm going to assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you care about growing on YouTube. So if you care about growing on YouTube, you're figuring out your value proposition is something that you will need to do very early on in your YouTube career if you care about growth. The next thing is something that I kind of heard more recently, but it makes a lot of sense, especially for people that are just starting out on YouTube. You don't just want to upload one video to your channel because, again, it's hard for people to get a, a hold, a feel of who you are and what you're going to bring with just one video. So when you are planning to start a channel, upload at least three to five videos at first so they can have like a little mini library of content that you make and then they can get a better feel for you as a creator and they are much more likely to subscribe because you've already put out a body of work of three to five videos. And it also kind of makes you more authentic and genuine because they know that you are willing to put in the work. You're not just going to upload one video and quit on them the next week. Because when you grow an audience, they come to expect that you're going to upload on a consistent basis, which I'll get into more later on. But put out three to five videos uh, when you're just starting out. Don't just put out one video. Put out three to five videos. Uh, again, try to make them a, a, a common denominator, try to make them similar in theme and give those viewers an idea of what they can expect from you. And that will get your YouTube channel off to a much better start, in my opinion. Also, another thing that you all are going to have to come to realize is that your first videos, your first few videos, your, your first 50, your first 100 videos are going to suck. And it is okay. All of our first videos suck. Look at Marquez Brownlee's first video that he did some 10, 15 years ago to what he's doing today. Drastically different. Casey Neistat, look at his first video that he did. Go back on the channel and sort by oldest and look at his first video. Then look out, look, uh, look at his most recent video. Go to our channel. Go to our VidIQ channel. Look at the first video that Rob did back, what, six years ago or whatever. Look at the uh, videos that we're putting out now. Drastically different. So don't be embarrassed to go out there and make a video. Don't be embarrassed to go out there and make sucky videos. You're going to make sucky videos and it is perfectly fine because the other reality that you will have to come to grips with is that you're going to make a lot of videos that nobody is going to watch because again, people don't know who you are and the platform doesn't know just how to deal with your content when you first started because they don't know the platform, the, the, the computer don't understand where to put your videos at at first. But over time, the more consistent you are, the more content you upload, you will gradually find an audience. The, the platform will 
figure out where to put your content and your audience will grow and things will become better for you because you are putting out content. And obviously, the more you do something, the better you get. Repetition is the father of learning. Obviously, the more you do something, the better you get. So don't be ashamed that your first five, 10 videos, they're not what you hope them uh, hope them to be. It's okay. It's fine. You're going to get better because repetition will make you better. Uh, watching other creators and seeing how they do things will make you better. Studying your niche will make you better. But you're not going to be A1 coming out the gate. Nobody is. And that's okay. Look, as YouTube creators ourselves, we've all been there. Sometimes the next video on your weekly upload schedule is right around the corner, but you have no idea what you're going to record. Well, this exact situation is why vidIQ developed Daily Ideas. It's our newest tool that can help provide you with up to 50 new video ideas every single day. Your daily ideas are generated by our AI, which analyzes your channel and the wider YouTube community to find trending topics with high view potential. With this new tool, you'll never run out of great ideas for new videos. You can try daily ideas for yourself today by downloading vidIQ at vidIQ.com. Also, as it relates to first starting on YouTube, there's no perfect time to start. So if you're waiting for the perfect gear or you're waiting for the perfect time in your life or whatever the case may be, there is no perfect time. Just go out there and start now because the more time you waste, it, the more regret that you might have when you finally start and you're going to realize that, man, I wish I would have started sooner. This is the regret that a lot of us content creators have, myself included. We wish we would have started sooner. So if you're listening to this podcast and you hear the sound of my voice and you are thinking about starting a YouTube channel, start now. Start tomorrow. Start as soon as you humanly possibly can because everything else will take care of itself once your journey begins. But there is no perfect time to start. Go out there. Start now. And the gear that you have doesn't matter. If you have a smartphone, you have more than what you need to start your YouTube channel. You don't need the best computer. You don't need the best camera. You don't need the best microphone. You can upgrade to those things further along your journey. But just starting out, using what you have will get you well on your way. When I started out back in 2018, all I had was my iPad Pro. And I used that thing to film, um, edit. And upload. I use it for everything. I even use the onboard microphone on the iPad to start. My iPad is all I had, and that is what I use to make videos on YouTube. And as I got further on into my journey and different things like that, then I upgraded my equipment as need be. But I had nothing but my iPad starting out, and it served me very well. So use what you have. Don't go out here and try to get the 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 high price gear, or don't be believing that you have to have the best gear. You do not. All you need is what you have in your pocket to start your YouTube channel today. One of the big things you need to understand as a content creator is that when you are on YouTube, you are in a marathon, not a sprint. Like I alluded to earlier, you're going to make a lot of content that people just do not watch. Because again, it's going to take a while for you to get traction on YouTube. But I promise you, if you stick with it, if you're consistent with your upload, the traction will come. So, there are no shortcuts in this. You need to uh, have the thought process that this is going to be a grind and you need to embrace that grind because there's a lot of learning opportunities along the way that will make you a better creator. But there is no get uh, rich quick scheme here. There's no grow fast scheme here. There is only the work. And the sooner you understand that creator, the better this will go for you.
Which brings me to the thing I've been kind of alluding to and tiptoeing around, but probably the single most important thing that I would tell you on a podcast as it relates to starting a YouTube channel here in 2024 is consistency. And it is something that you hear all the time on vidIQ. And there is a reason. If you ask any of the top creators in their field or whatever, how they got their YouTube channel to where they are today, they're probably going to tell you consistency is what brought them to the dance. You have to be in a place where you can consistently upload content on a daily, weekly, bi-weekly, whatever consistency looks like to you, you need to be consistent. If you can upload one video a week and that's the plan, that's fine. But you better be uploading that video every single week. This year, I've made a personal pledge to myself that I'm going to upload two videos every single week. Now, obviously, this is going to vary depending on your life and your situation. Maybe you have a full-time job. Maybe you have kids. Maybe you have uh, other stuff going on in your life. I don't know. So it's going to look different to every individual. But whatever that you can do to do it consistently, that's what you need to do. There are no right or wrong answer as it relates to how often you can upload. The more important thing is to be consistent with whatever your frequency is. Because again, consistency is what builds trust with your audience. When you become a creator on YouTube, they trust that you're going to show up for them because that's why they subscribe to your channel because they expect you to make that content on a consistent basis because that's part of the reason why they sign up and subscribe because they expect you to show up for them. So if you are going to become a creator, and you want to grow on YouTube in 2024, you better be consistent. This is the most important thing, again, that I will tell you in the podcast today. You need to be consistent with your content. When you're on YouTube, uh, right now, as far as I know, there's like three different content types that are readily uh, out there on YouTube. You got short videos, which are like, there are videos that are shot vertically, what they call portrait videos. Um, they're a minute or less, and they are classified as YouTube shorts. The other videos that are ones that we are probably most, uh, most familiar with are YouTube long videos or long-form videos, the ones that we normally do on vidIQ, uh, like the channel reviews and the regular videos and different things like that. And then you have the live streams, which we also do on vidIQ and different things like that. When you're first starting out on YouTube, I would uh, advise you to experiment with all the different content types. Do some YouTube shorts. Uh, do regular uh, long videos. Definitely experiment with live streaming because the unique thing about live streaming is that it allows you to connect uh, more deeply and closely with your audience. Because it's one thing to interact in a comment section of a video, but that's more of a delayed reaction. And it's not really like you have it in a live stream where you are interacting with your audience one-to-one in real time. And live streams are not rehearsed, so they get to see more of your authentic personality per se in a live stream, not saying that you're not authentic in your video, but the live streams are raw, uncut, and it's just a better chance for people to get to know you uh, when you do live streams. So if you're a newer creator, experiment with all the content types, and then obviously look at your data, look at your analytics, and see what your audience prefers and what they're responding to the most, and do more of that. But experiment with everything when you're first starting out. Also, as a content creator on YouTube, you are going to get your fair share of criticism. Some of it is going to be constructive, which is good criticism. Some of it is going to be bad, which is going to be negativity, troll, toxicity, that stuff. Ignore it, block it out, delete it off your channel, different things like that. Uh, the constructive criticism, the positive stuff, 
you that to make you a better creator. And I'll give you the example that I give for people all the time. When I first started out in 2018, as I told you guys earlier in the podcast, I was doing everything on my iPad. I was using my iPad camera. I was using my iPad microphone. And that's how I made my content. So one day I got a DM in Discord from a friend of mine that said, Viper, I like your content, but your audio sounds like it's underwater. So if you know anything about using the internal mic on like an iPad or an iPhone, you know that they are not the best. So I went back and I listened to the videos. I, I watched the videos, I should say. And I realized that my friend was correct. The audio just did not sound that good. So I went out and I brought a dedicated microphone. I brought the Blue Yeti, which is like the most popular starter microphone in the history of YouTube. I brought it and my audio was instantly better because I brought a dedicated microphone. So when you have people that come into your comment session and give you that constructive criticism, stuff that you could take to make you a better creator, do that. Don't, don't give down about it. Don't take it the wrong way. Just know that those people care about you and they want you to be the best creator that you can possibly be. So take that advice and run with it and use it to make you a better content creator. The other stuff, the negativity, the toxicity, ignore it. Uh, block those people off your channel. Uh, YouTube has a hide from channel function. So if you get a lot of those comments, you can just hide those people right off your channel and they can, they'll be talking into the void because nobody will see them except you when you uh, go into your back channel and look at the comments that says uh, uh, hidden for review and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. Protect your middle face on YouTube because there are going to be people that come at you for no reason. It's no fault of your own creator. It's just that people that don't, they don't have anything else better to do with their day than come at you because they wish they could do what you are doing. They wish they had the courage to do what you are doing. And that probably brings me to another important point that I needed to highlight when you're first starting out. You might have some insecurities about yourself, but you have to get to a place in your mind that you are comfortable putting yourself out there. For me, I used to hate hearing how my voice sounded recorded, but I have now done so many videos and, and edited so many of my own videos that now it's just second nature and I don't even think about it no more. But sometimes the best way to get over your fears, especially as it relates to maybe you being on camera or maybe you are like me and you don't like the sound of your own voice or you used to be like that, just do it. <laughs> just do it because what happens is that once you just throw yourself out there and do it, you'll forget about it and it'll become second nature and you'll just, you won't care anymore. But if you're having trouble with this, you can practice in a mirror. That's what a lot of us did when we were first starting out. We would find the nearest mirror and practice uh, our delivery, our tone, different things like that. Just to try to get over those insecurities of being on camera or speaking in public or not, not necessarily public, but speaking on camera, being on camera, how we look on camera, different things like that. Whatever you have to do to get over those fears, Make that stuff happen so you can get on camera and do what you got to do. Now, just to be clear, you don't have to get on camera if you don't want to. There are a bunch of faceless channels on YouTube that are thriving. So that is a possibility. You don't have to be an on-camera personality. But I'm just saying on camera because that's one of the biggest fears that I hear new creators uh, tell me about it, that they don't want to be on camera. You got to get over that. Because I think some of your best opportunities are when you show yourself and allow people to relate to you. And that gives you a little bit of... Uh, as to your authenticity when you're on camera and they can see you, they can relate to you and different things like that. So figure out how to put yourself in a headspace where you are comfortable or at least competent enough on camera where you can like do it over and over again to the point where you can uh, be comfortable enough to be on camera to make your content. I'll leave you with this. When you are starting out on your YouTube journey, do not compare your channel, your numbers to your favorite creator. Because it's ridiculous, it's asinine. Why would you do that? 
They've been doing it for years. They have teams. They have resources that you do not have. They have experience that you do not have. So don't go comparing your channel uh, numbers, views, subscribers to your bigger, your 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 friends or your favorite creators. That's craziness. Also, don't even compare your channel to your friends. Don't compare your your journey to anybody. The beautiful thing about being a YouTube creator is that your journey is uniquely your own. Everybody's going to grow at a different rate. Some creators grow faster than others. That doesn't mean that the other creators failed. It just means that they are on their own journey and you don't know what other variables are at play for why somebody's channel grew or not. Maybe they're paying to get views or paying to get subscribers. You don't know. There's a lot of shady stuff that's going on out here too. So please do not compare what you're doing to anybody else. You are your own competition on YouTube. There is no such thing as competition, I like to say, because again, the one thing that you want to do as a content creator is be better than your last video. That is the only competition that you should be interested in. As long as you are better than your last video, you are winning as a content creator. Hopefully, I said something in the podcast that will help you uh, begin your YouTube journey. If you have any questions at all about starting out on YouTube or if you're a new creator and you got questions, Tweet at me on vidIQ. Tweet at vidIQ. I will help you as best I can. I love the fact that you guys show up and listen to this podcast each and every week. And you know your boy Viper will be back next week with another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.